0: Greetings, greetings, greetings. Just kidding, we're not gonna do that again. Greetings, my name is James Major Burns and I'm your host of The Third Degree with me, James Major Burns. People, how are you today? Er, Don't care, just kidding. But no, I'll tell you how I am. Smelly, smell horrible right now. Just got done doing a show and um, I'm beat. And I smell like feet. Booty, throw up, um, dumpster, dumpster juice, all of the above. But you know what? It doesn't matter because all the children and the adults still wanted to give me a hug. Meanwhile, I'm vomiting in my mouth. Yeah. So that's how we had to start that one today, people. So don't be upset and don't be alarmed because it's about to get gritty up in her. So let's get to it. This is a safe space, an outlet for myself and others to speak on things going on in our world and our lives. This is an opportunity to see what's behind the mind of the creative versus what people see and think. Here, you get a chance to control your narrative. And then you also get to learn, laugh, love, and share right up in here, people. So don't... don't forget, I'm doing Shrek the Musical at La Comedia Dinner Theater, Springboro, Ohio, LaComedia.com for them tickets. Also, Dreamgirls the Musical coming up September 6th at the Youngstown Playhouse in Youngstown because people, people don't ask questions. You ever have somebody just ask you a question after you sent them information? And I'm like, did you read the information? Also, nobody else better ask me to send them a link. I'm not playing around. I sent you the link. I post things on my social media daily. So get that link, y'all. But I love y'all, though. So, um, people, we have a guest. Are you surprised? I think not. So, yeah, that was a little uh, right in there. Computer told me I was being too loud. Whatever. I'll do what I want. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Zach Holman. hey
1: y'all what's going on
0: (laughs) how are you today i'm worn out i'm tired same because zach ladies and gentlemen you guessed it is also in the cast of shrek the musical what a surprise are you surprised i think not are you sure huh who knows tell the people who you play all the characters.
1: You know, it might be easier to tell you who I don't play, to be honest. Right. <laughs> uh, so I start off as the villi- one of the villagers, and I carry Baby Shrek on. And then I run and do a quick change into one of the three pigs. And then I run and do another quick change into Thelonious, who's like the captain of the guard and Farquaad's right-hand man. And by quick change, he means 12 seconds for the first one and 12 seconds for the second one. I'm glad you timed that out because I'm too busy to do so.
0: I saw you... I always see you guys run off after, you know, Shrek comes out and like kicks you off his land. And I know that you guys have like layers, layers on under your costumes, but you guys really change, especially into the nights, Mm -hmm. very quickly. Oh, yeah.
1: So starting at the beginning of the show, I have on um, the base to three different costumes. Um, And then I take off the top layer for the first one and then put the pig on over top of the two other layers and then I take the pig off and I'm basically there into the Thelonious character and then after that I go into the Duloc dancer with our little shiny plastic people Mm. which is a time I don't even do that change someone does it for me I just stand there they take off my clothes and put on my clothes (laughs) so thank god for Bridget shout out for her
0: yes shout out to Bridget how do you what's is that your last character are there any more? Um, you just go back to... I just go
1: back to the other ones, yeah.
0: Right, so you only oh, have to... Oh, no, I take that back. I'm a little skeleton dancer with the With beards and funny hats, yeah. which you kill, by the way. Today, oh, I just thanks. so happened to look up in Forever. That's the scene with me and my lovely baby, the dragon, played by none other than Sarah Oh, my God. Yeah. And I get... That's, I, I say her name in my accent. But Miss Sarah, yes, my lovely wife, who you will all hear from very soon. And we're very happy because her mother and her sisters have arrived in town to see the show today. And we're very excited. We had the show for them. And you know, we turned up people. But yes, so, Zach, you have family coming tonight. I right? do have family. And who are those people?
1: Um, I have my mom and dad and my Grandma and my two sisters, and then our family friends are also coming. Ooh, so you're going to have several
0: tables. Um, There will be two tables of six people. Ooh, okay, 12. Call me famous. 12 seconds. There go that 12. That's your lucky number. Play that number. It's like you can't play just two numbers. So how is it performing in front of your family? Um, More pressure, less pressure?
1: Honestly, it kind of depends on the show. Some shows I'm like, whatever, it's my family. I don't really care. And then there's some shows where I'm like, oh, my God, I have to do this perfect. Like, I need to do it, like, full out, 200%, like, whole nine yards. Um, And I think Shrek is one of those where I have to do it, like, full out so much just because, like, uh, I don't know that I've been in a show this quality for a while. So it's, like, nice to, like, see that I can do it.
0: Oh, that's always great when you have to um, raise your standards to the standard of the cast
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: it it makes you push yourself. And sometimes you surprise yourself. Like, for me, I said, I feel like I have never sang like this before, but it's, you know, first... Big gig away from home, especially for some time. Mm-hmm. so when I was singing in rehearsals, I was like, "Ooh, that, that was, that was kind of nice. Who do you think you are? James Major Burns. That's who he is. But yes, so I always feel like when, like my dad came to see Saturday show, I always have to show out, or oh, you know yeah. At, oh, yeah. at least try to do my very absolute best of all time because my dad will tell me. Matter of fact, I won't say his name. But a man walked through the um, line today with his wife, and he was like, "Great job! I can barely hear, what, um, understand what you say sometimes." I was like, "Oh, uh, thank you." You are not my stage manager. Get out of here. Thank you very much. But you laughed. Hmm. But no, it's no shade either. But and I didn't even mind the note. But I was just like, he was like the first person who came up to us. So I was just like, what well, God. That's the first thing you have to say to me, sir? But thank you. Now, on your way. You're going to be on your way. So what kind of feedback do you get from, like, the audience? Because not being, like, a main character, people still love, you know, the ensemble. And you're the three pigs. So everybody in this in this show might not be the main character, but you have your own story, like, your main story or your main book. Or little, um, what do you call those songs? They're not lullabies, but, like, those little Mother Goose jingles. Nursery rhymes? Nursery rhymes. There we go.
1: I love nursery rhymes. Um, a lot of the times, people will comment about my pig outfit because it is a fat suit. It weighs about 20 pounds, and we have to do our dances in it, and people will talk about my dancing, being able to move in the fat suit, and which is a challenge. Mm. Um, one little girl actually told me, though, one day, she came up to me, and she goes, oh my God, you smell. Oh! <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're not wrong. That is absolutely right. I do smell right now.
0: I'm so sorry for this. I'm surprised no one has told me I smell like an ass- Which is another word for donkey. Because I smell horrific. Like, I almost gag. Like I said, almost vomit sometimes by the smell coming from my costume. Sometimes it's unbearable. Or undonkeyable. I just made that word up, y'all. Coined it. But sometimes it's literally unbearable. And then the men's dressing room. Ooh. Ooh. Oof. Somebody say a prayer for the men's dressing room. Because you... Y'all already know how boys can get. And it's a lot of queens in that dressing room, but they smell like kings. And I tell you, it smells like the backyard barnyard up in there, up in there. And I just spray my aerosol. I'm just spraying and spraying and spraying. Some people definitely stink more than others, but man, I cannot breathe. And y'all back there in that little corner.
1: Oh, yeah, it gets trapped back there. But most of the time, the smell is me. So I guess I can't really complain because I get used to myself after a while.
0: So speaking of the dressing room, how do you like your spot? Because, you know, we, when we first started, it's like, okay, who are they going to sit me by? Do I even want to talk to this person? It's not that we don't get along, but, you know, sometimes you just click and vibe with people better. Oh, yeah.
1: So I would say going into, like, after Tech Week, there were a couple people who I felt like I clicked with a little bit more and I was not put by them. Not that I'm salty or anything. But then Mm -hmm. I really kind of like now, looking back, really enjoy where I'm sitting at. Yes. Well, who
0: are those people that you felt like you bonded with, if you don't mind? Um, So
1: yeah, during the rehearsal process, I always sat next to David, who plays our Big Bad Wolf, because we both sing the same part a lot of the times, and Nasir, who also sings um, my same voice part, and they were put on the other side of the room. And then I was stuck in between the other two pigs, which is like not a huge deal. Right. um, Because we're all friends. We all love each other. Um, And Aaron's not in the room a whole lot, so it's... On the other side of Aaron is Tommy, who plays our Pinocchio. And so it's Tommy, me, Thomas, a lot of the times. And yes. I feel like we, the three little Hood rap boys in the room.
0: You are. And I will, I must say, Thomas Les Smith, go and listen to his episode, people. He is my stage son. I'm loving the little um, friendship that you two have developed. And it's so cute. Y'all are very funny together. You know, together. some
1: days I don't know that it's a friendship.
0: It's like uh, you guys are like frenemies, if that's what you want oh, to yeah, call I'll, it. Oh yeah, I'll call it that. You're like Katie and Katie Herring and um Regina George, and it's like oh Can I, I love be you, Regina? I hate you, yeah. Okay, cool. It's like oh you look terrible today, mm-hmm. like oh you're uh, cute, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and then he flips and falls in the trash because that's what he is. Oh. I'm just kidding, I love Thomas So, yes, speaking of Thomas So, as you all know, I have been doing episodes with everyone in the cast So they can add this to their pages or whatever So people can hear them Hear their narrative of them being in control of them And, you know, get to know them a little better So, what do you think? First of all, what do you think of, like, the podcast overall?
1: Okay, well, one, I thought we were here to talk about me, not them But I guess I'll give you the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is... Uh, thank you guys so much. This has been Third Degree with James Major. Because this me. is my show, okay? We'll go, anyway.
1: Um, no, I love listening to the podcast. I love getting to, like, know my castmates and my friends a little bit more than, like, we get to know. Because when we're at the theater and we're rehearsing and working and doing the shows, it's like you're working so much that sometimes you don't, you don't really have get to, have time. Like, yeah, you don't have time to, like, really get to know who these people are. You hear stories every now and then, and it's a lot of jokes and a lot of, like, fun. But, like, you don't really know who they are where they came from and their walks of life and that's what I've really liked about the podcast is that I can get to like hear about everyone and their experiences and know who they are a little bit more
0: that's my favorite thing about doing it because I um knew that even with my close friends I'm like there is gonna be things that they talk about and we talk about even for myself that I learned something about myself that's new or I didn't realize and the same about them even if we have been friends for years we start and listen to um, Ariel Green's, Ariel Green's episode because I had learned a lot of new stuff about her and we've been friends for years. So it's so exciting and intriguing to me that I didn't know stuff already. I was like, how did I not know this? But um, And then also, you guys, when we do have days off, the people who are local, you got day jobs. So you have to go out and do that job and work maybe a 12-hour shift for some of the people in the cast because they have to have the time off to do the show. So it is definitely a nice way to get to know them and again they're telling their story the way they want to so whose episode did you like the most?
1: Oh wow that's a hard one um, I think I part of me wants to say I like Thomas's the most just because like we do talk a lot in the dressing room since we're next to each other and we're the pigs, so we're always together and it was just nice to like really get to kind of like like I said, know more about him. But like everyone's episode was like really cool. I still haven't listened to Sydney. Sorry,
0: I'll do oh, it. Oh, Sydney's is great. And what I liked about Thomas is, is he was like, I'm so nervous. Yes, welcome to the third degree with James Major Burns. I was like, boy, this is my show. Hold on. We have to restart the show, y'all, because as soon as I press play, he introduced me. I was like, uh-uh, no, we're not doing doom. that like that, of course. But again, he's cut from the cloth of his father. So, I mean, so have you listened to any of the episodes with the people you don't know?
1: Um, I've listened to, I think I've listened to all of them except for Sydney's. Um, so the one that I probably like knew the least would probably be Ruthie just because she's always in the girls dressing, not always in, but like our paths never crossed because like we're just different tracks or whatever in the show. Um, and like, I think we get along and like we're friends and everything, but it's just like someone I didn't really know. So it was like really intriguing to like hear all this about her before I could like really talk to her about it myself.
0: Yes. And I will say, like, for me, like, when I'm deciding, like, what we're going to talk about and I try to have, like, this certain time limit, I always have, like, things written down, my phone or, you know, just ideas that I have. And then we end up talking about, you know, other things. So, have you listened to, like, the people um, before the cast, like, any of those episodes? I have not.
1: Sorry, I'm a bad person.
0: Hmm. Again, guys, this Fake has been friend. Third Degree with James Major Burns. Have a good night, Psych. But um, where do you listen on? Like, do you use SoundCloud? I use Spotify? Spotify.
1: I okay. put it on when I drive home because, although I'm a local actor... I still live about 45 minutes away from the theater. So I have a long drive to and from the theater. So it's a good thing to kind of like put on either while I'm leaving or coming to because it's kind of like wrapping up the day I've spent with all these people.
0: Yeah. And I will say a lot of people always tell me that they um, usually listen to it when they're commuting like back and forth to work or school. So I always try to have it. I try to aim for about 40 to 50 minutes because it's. I'm like, okay, if you're going somewhere, maybe it's a 20-minute drive there so you can listen to half of it, and then a 20-minute drive back. So we're going to change gears here. You have worked professionally before, correct? I have, yeah. So what was your first professional theater show?
1: On my first professional theater show, I was, I want to say, about eight years old. Oh, okay, um, yeah, professional. I off, yeah, maybe I was a little bit older than eight. I might have been closer to middle school. Uh, There's a theater in Louisville doing Singing in the Rain, which is one of my favorite movies growing up. It's kind of what got me started in theater. Um, And in the show at the very beginning, they have a little flashback for the main two characters and like how they got started dancing and everything. And I played one of the little flashback boys. So it was like I was on stage for all of five minutes, but got that paycheck in the end.
0: And that credit.
1: Yeah, and the credit. And so I I loved every minute of it. So how did you get into that? I had auditioned for it. They do... Um, it was kind of like a summer stock theater in Louisville. They would do their auditions every year. And I had auditioned, I think it was my first audition with them. And I went in and I did my song and did my little dance. And then they had Get a call down back. Tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a call back. The other shows I think they were doing that summer were Mame and maybe Hairspray. And middle school, I was too, too young for Hairspray. And there was a little boy part in Mame, but they called back three boys. Um, and all three of us got put in a show. It was me and one boy for Singing in the Rain, and the third one went for MAME, um, and it was a really cool experience.
0: So have you done theater since childhood? Is there someone in your family that like introduced it to you, or you just like took a liking to it on your own, and your parents were like, hey?
1: Um, a mix of both, actually. My sisters took dance classes at a little dance studio in Louisville, and um, I would always get dragged along and have to like sit there and watch, and their dance teacher was doing a production of Wizard of Oz, I think it was, and they wanted more boys. And so she was like, "Hey Zach, why don't you come do this?" And my mom was like, "No, dancing's not for boys." Uh, yeah, she was one of those ages. people. Um, and then the next year they did Oliver Twist at the same music or at the same company, and um, she was like, "Well, Zach could like really come audition for this. There's a couple of boy parts in it for him." And my mom was finally like, "Okay, fine. We'll we'll do it. We'll figure it out." Thank you, mom. Yeah, thank you. Um, and so that was my first show was Oliver. Uh, so it was kind of like a mix. I'm the only one in my family who ever stuck with it. My two sisters kind of gave up dance after a while. They play all the sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always stuck with the dance in the theater, and I've loved it. So how many siblings do you have? I have two sisters. Two They're sisters. both younger.
0: Oh, so you are 23. I am. And are they graduated from high school yet?
1: One is a, maybe a sophomore in college. The other is a junior in high school. Oh, that's a little spread out right mm-hmm. there. I say I think there's four years between me and the one and then six years between me and the other.
0: Ooh, every time I hear people say that age difference between their siblings, I'm always thinking about the mom because the mom is the one who has to carry the baby. And I can imagine like having a kid and then or especially the parents who have four kids in four years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but your body, how are you still living?
1: I work in a preschool when I'm not doing theater stuff as a sub. And let me tell you, some of these moms pop out babies like nothing
0: else. I, I, I tell you what, I know their husbands got good jobs because are they better because they need it. Now, some of them don't, you know, some of them are just fertile as the grass we walk on, but I don't know how they, it was, there were a lot of pregnant women today in um, meet and greet. Oh yeah. They
1: do it in like clumps. Like, it's really weird. We'll have like one class of kids together and then all of the moms will coincidentally get pregnant at the same time. Mm. So it's literally like you're
0: pregnancy path. hurting through
1: <laughs> siblings and different age groups. I don't It's so weird.
0: So, you're the only boy. I am. And you do theater. So, when you finally got into theater, and now you're in middle school, like, did your middle school have theater or, like, Um, singing, like, choir?
1: Yeah, yeah. I went to a pretty decent middle school, and we had drama classes. We had acting classes, or um, music classes. Um, And at that time, I was already kind of, like, I guess, smart for myself. I was like, I know how to act. I know how to dance. But I don't know how to sing. So, I took choir all through middle school. And... um, uh, I did all the choirs Or whatever And we Our school wouldn't Really do like musicals But like the drama class Would do a play And the choirs Would do their concerts But that's about it
0: say Like well My middle school Which is now Knocked down We had a choir And at the time In choir You That school wasn't Really they weren't teaching us how to sing. They were teaching us songs and putting us together and be like, okay, this is your part. Try to sing it. It was nothing that was very technical by any means, mm-hmm. and that's why I joined. And eventually, I wanted to quit because you couldn't take choir and home ec. And they started making these rice krispie treats and these pepperoni rolls, <laughs> and I was like, well, I need this I, food. I quit because I don't want to go to lunch every day and eat the nasty stuff. I want to go to home ec. And they were like, well, no, you can't do it since you got choir. I'm like, what kind of bull is this? So I can't sing and cook. Hmm. They need to bring back shop and stuff like they did back in the day, teach us how to be parents and do credit scores and all that, but whatnot. But you know, that's just me complaining. So you get into high school.
1: What high school did you go to? I went to the youth performing arts school in Louisville, Kentucky. Ow. Um, and it was such an amazing experience to be a part of. Um, I had to audition into the school and I auditioned to be a potential vocal major, acting major and music theater major. It was the first year that the school had brought back the music theater major, um, and that was the one that I was accepted into, and I spent four years there studying music theater and dance and acting and singing, and I loved it, yeah.
0: So how was that process for you, being in a theater school versus a regular high school? Because your sisters, they went to regular Mm -hmm. high schools. Did this school have a sports team?
1: Oh, yeah. So it was um, what they call Magnet School, and the high school was, like, the performing arts school was a branch off of, like, the main high school. Um, Y-PASS was what we called the Youth Performing Arts School acronym. Um, it was a part of DuPont Manual High School, which is actually a really hard school to get into academically. Um, it's, I think, was last ranked, like, one of the top 200 schools in the country um, for their Ooh, academics. yeah, I know, that's I'm right. a little smart bean, too. All right, now. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but... You had to audition into the program, and they only accept so many students every year for each of their programs. And um, it was really cutthroat, and it was treated like a conservatory-style program in a high school. Um, But we still had our, like, math classes, so I would have, like, a... I think we would take eight classes a school year, and I would say about four of those classes every year would be the performing arts, and about four of those classes would be your academic.
0: So is there, like, a certain college that they gear... The students towards to go to after like being in this school, the high school.
1: Um, they just kind of really want you to go. They want you to be successful no matter what you do in the long run. But they really kind of encourage you to go to a fairly high standard uh, performing arts college. Um, they are they offering
0: scholarships when they play? I know <laughs> or, cause they could t- they could tell you where you should go all the time. But now they are they helping. With that I
1: say they they did provide me quite a bit of scholarship I think I got um they do like a fundraiser every year to provide scholarships to x amount of like students and I got one of those scholarships um the high school also at the time had partnered with the local amusement park and um oh, that's great yeah it was such a great experience and the the contract basically said if you provide us shows and actors performers we'll provide your students jobs um And so straight out of high school, I was already working at an amusement park as a performer. And that was really cool.
0: That's great and how it should be because you're going to school mm-hmm. to get a job to be a performer. So with that mix and that um, connection and agreement they have, I think that's really great. And I'm going to go back home and tell schools to do that where I'm oh, from. Yeah. So from high school, you went to college. Now, were the how many people were in your graduating class?
1: Um... In my specific major, there were, I think we started off as 14 in my freshman year. And at the end, I think we only had 12. Um, so we lost two along the way. No big deal. They just had other paths for their lives. And that's totally cool. Right. Um, I think the And do overall... you all
0: graduate at the same time? And they just have different like groups that sit together? And they'll be like, the graduating class of this um, uh, category?
1: Yeah. So we have our graduation night. Um senior night and we'll all come together and all the like seniors and their families will come and it's like a little reception or whatever it's not like a big standard high school graduation with like your caps and grounds because we get that part through the academic side of the
0: building so you still had so, so you we had still, two graduations yeah, yeah. we basically had okay, two graduations
1: cool. yeah um but this one was very like it was on our stage which was a huge stage so it was really nice to be able to like reflect and remember everything they had like the video uh, presentation of like pictures of the shows and the concerts that we did throughout the years. But did you um,
0: get a video reel when you graduated?
1: We did not get a video reel. I
0: always don't understand why schools, and some colleges also, they will not give you a video reel. It's like... They did offer us a chance to
1: um, have a copy of all of our performances throughout the time we were there.
0: And they were like, make it yourself.
1: So yeah, pretty much make it yourself. But I think also at this time this was really before I almost want to say like video reels were a huge thing. For the theater. Because a lot of the times you use them for, like, film. um, Right. But for music theater, not so much for film. Or music theater, you have your auditions and your um, in-person auditions and your resumes. But I think this is still before a time you would really submit your stuff via video.
0: Right. And I often feel like the video roles will end up being better for your audience. Just for people to mm-hmm. see like some of the things you've been a part of. Like, you know, how people have fan pages now, oh, yeah. which I think are oh, a great yeah. idea, but is a great idea because I use social media like crazy now, especially with the way, you know, you can go viral and you never do know something who's gonna see you. So outrageously ignorant or stupid or hilarious. And you like you said, you don't ever know who will see you and what opportunities it can lead to. Even if you didn't mean to be funny, but you're actually a performer. Mm-hmm. Like you're just doing mm-hmm. something and it has nothing to do with your talent, but that still leads you to doing something oh, yeah, else sure. or for getting sure. a job. And then I always say, look, let me go viral. I'm going to definitely follow my career, but if, as soon as I make some money, I'm opening up businesses. And I'm not opening up a restaurant. I'm opening up stuff that's going to need to be there. Uh, a nail salon, grocery store, um, laundry mats. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have it. And let me tell you right now, And I know somebody's going to try to take this idea, but whatever. I'm putting bars in every establishment I have. I'm telling you, you're going to come to the grocery store. You're going to have a, I want a bar. I want um, transportation. And I want a child play area because I want you to have this nice little experience. You go to the grocery store, you're a little tired. You're like, okay, put the kids up in the front. Here's a nice little drink. complimentary glass of wine, and you go ahead and take your time going down the, mm-hmm. those aisles. Take your time. Take a load off. You might see somebody running to them, but yes, I just want it to be more of a relaxing feeling, and then we get you home safe if you had too much. Oh, yeah. Then you you know, you know, drink more, you buy more. That's true. That's so true. That's I'm gonna put in my little, philosophy. Oh, exactly. So you get to college in KU. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it.
1: Um, so NKU is a decent school. It's a pretty good school for the state of Kentucky. Give us the full tea. Um, I personally did not have a great experience there, which is totally fine. It's, uh, just because it's uh, not a good school for me does not mean it's not a good school for anyone else. Right. A lot of people love it there, and I'm so glad that they love it there. We all didn't come from the same walks of life. Um, I guess I just kind of got off on the wrong foot with some people. and. Like students or faculty? Mostly faculty. I don't really know what happened or how it happened, um, but more or less, I was told every year that I was never going to be good enough for the stage and that I w- should just switch into a different program and, like, I should leave the school. It's not really worth my time. I'm not worth their time, and so I had to just put up with that for a few years, but college is over. It's in the past. It's done. Um, I know And you're lot- working professionally. I am working professionally, and
0: I don't even have a day job. Hair toss. Ooh, yes, hair flip, and worked professionally before that. Thank you, guys.
1: Yeah. So it's all right. Um, Like I said, it's over. It's in the past. Um, I know a lot of people really do have good experiences there and that they love being there. And that's totally great. I'm so glad that they have that experience. It's just, for me, it was not that.
0: So when they told you that it was a waste of your time and their time, how did they put that into words? Did they say those words? Because people can try to beat around the bush and be like, you might want to do something else. Or did they just say, this is a waste of your time?
1: Um, so I think I had experience of both at first. I think they were kind of like, well, what would happen if like you maybe tried to find something else to do? And then I think like later on down the road, they were flat out. Like you just don't have anything worth putting on stage.
0: I I just don't understand that. Girl, me either. Let me tell you. I've seen you on stage and I really, I, I just don't understand that. So maybe for them it was, it was more than just the talent. Maybe it was like a whole package of what they thought, um, was good. And maybe they need to um, go back to their guidebook and remember what their job is. And it's to help you improve on the things that you teach
1: and educate.
0: Yes. That you want to improve on. You know, because you're paying for this. So That is true. At the end of the day, they work for you. So when I come in my vocal lesson and I tell you this is what I need help on, lady, sir, help me on this. And at 4.30 when we're done, I'll be on my way and you can be on your way. And if you got notes and comments, I'll take them. But they're, guess what? Suggestions. Because this is my career. When you walked out that door with your degree, how many of those teachers you heard from since? Um, there's actually a couple that I have heard from.
1: Oh, okay. So it's Even not all. Even the ones that were like. Uh, are not, not the ones who were like, find something else to do with your life. Oh. Um, but I did have a handful of pretty good teachers. And um, I, I had a really good voice teacher. And I loved work. I had two really good voice teachers. And I loved working with both of them. Um, both of them kind of understood where, I, like, how the school made me feel, and they tried to work with that and um, encouraged me to do my own kind of things. Um, and then I had another professor who, she teaches, uh, I think, tap classes and um, just music theater repertoire classes, um, and she was in charge of like our dance troupe for a couple of years, and her and her husband both direct and choreograph uh, locally. Um, for professional theaters, and actually one of the gigs I had right
0: out of college was her husband directing. Come on, connections, because yeah. that's what college is really That mm-hmm. And I, I didn't go to school for theater, but looking for jobs, it's all most of the time in life, and even without, not in theater, it's more who you know versus what you mm-hmm. know. A mm-hmm. lot of my first jobs I got because I had a friend, and oh, they yeah. were like, "Oh, you don't even got to go through this process; you can just get the job." But speaking of choreography. You're a dancer first, and you're a choreographer. Hashtag
1: dancer. So,
0: tell us about that dance in your life. Like you said, you started taking dance lessons, and you just found this love. And like I said, you guys have to see the show, because that dragon scene, today, I saw your leg go up. I said, oh, okay, Zaddy. Speaking of Zaddy, Zach's nickname is Zaddy. That's daddy with a Z, because he's zesty. So, you can address him as Zaddy Holman. I think I'm blushing right now. He's blushing right now. You can't see, but he's blushing. So how was the life of being a choreographer? Um, I,
1: I really like working with kids and giving back to kids and giving kids the same experiences that I had growing up. Um, and so I have recently started working with like middle schools and children's theaters up in Cincinnati to um, like choreograph and direct their shows. And for me, it's just another way to outlet. Like it's a way for me to grow as a dancer. It's a way for me to grow as a teacher. And I think like one of the best parts about being a teacher and working with kids is that like kids always teach you something about yourself or something about your life that you didn't know. And it like makes you a better person too.
0: Well, that is great to hear. So we're going to switch the um, pace up a little bit. Pace the speed all of the above. Listen, y'all, I'm tired. Bear with us. Bear with me. And if you got something to say, take it to the wall. Anyway, Shrek the musical. You audition here, right? I did. How was your audition?
1: Um, it was good. I It was my second audition here. I auditioned for Newsies um, a couple months beforehand. And um, I walked in and I did my song and I felt really confident about my song. And my friend, I, we came together and she went right after me. Um, and we were one of the first groups of people to go. And they're like, OK, we'll do like a dance call later at a callback if we need to. There's a lot of people here. And it was like super short, super sweet for me. Um, I know some people were here all day.
0: So, ooh, excuse me, y'all. So with Newsies, you didn't get into Newsies. So when you walked in for Shrek, did they remember you?
1: So yeah, they actually. It's kind of like a weird story because I auditioned for a lot of places this, um, in the, I guess late winter, early spring, and a bunch all almost all the places were like no 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 not not this show not this show maybe next time, um and Newsies was one of those and so I came back for Shrek. Um, and I, I'm a bit heftier, even though I'm a dancer first, it's kind of like hard to cast a larger person in a dance show just because you, even when you don't know them, it's just hard to like know if they're going to be able to physically keep up with like the demand, like the height of the show. Um, and Newsies is definitely like a dancer first show. Oh yes. Um, and so I, they did remember me. They're kind of like, Oh, Hey, cool. Um, glad you're back. Let's see what you've got today. And I switched up my package a little bit. Um, But at the Newsies call, they did have us dance. And I think that's kind of like what they remembered me from is that it was a pretty complicated dance. And I felt really confident with the Newsies dance that they had us do. Um, And then after the Shrek audition, I got a call from them offering me the, the ensemble role in Shrek. And I accepted it. And then I guess a week or two later, they called me back and were like, hey, so something happened with Newsies. Can you be in the show? I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I'm so excited to be in Newsies. Um, but I was already working on another show at the time and couldn't do both.
0: Wow. That is the tea and that is the gag for this episode, people. I, see, look. How many people on the show did you tell that?
1: Um, I've told a couple people. Um, I don't really know how many people in Newsies knew that. It's
0: Wow. That is so interesting to know.
1: To know that local talent got tat- casted over the New York people. Okay. Oh, Kurt. Our but, New York uh, people in Shrek are really good and I love them. That was not Shady Hill.
0: Yes. Oh, oh. Come see Shrek. Yes, come see Shrek the musico. So, what was I gonna say? Um, I'm a little, I'm drawing a little blank. I forgot what I was gonna say about Newsies. So, I w- okay. Uh, what I was gonna say is, you're also short. So I am short. that is another thing besides like being a little larger than the average person. You're short, so those things play into the height of the rest of the cast. So I it's am. like, well, this guy's like five three. Uh, he's gonna look. Out, you know a little awkward sitting next to everybody else who looks like pencils are five 5'9 mm-hmm. so and we've talked about that with several people on the show it's not always your talent that doesn't get you in it's sometimes your look and it doesn't mean like you have a bad look but it just has to be cohesive with the rest of the show and thankfully in the show like Shrek where we're wearing costumes oh, that's yeah. a double-edged sword though because I tell you those costumes mm-mm-mm. and it's just getting hotter y'all it's not even August yet I don't know if I'm going to make it. I know. I'm fat, and they put me in a fat suit, so it's, like, double the fat, so it's, like, double <laughs> the heat. Mm. So, Shrek the Musical, what was your first impression of the cast?
1: Um, I'm always kind of, like, weird at the beginning of, like, rehearsal process because I usually start off a little bit more reserved. I Agreed. don't really know who people are and, like, what they're trying to get out of me or trying to get out of the process, and I don't want to, like, step on toes.
0: That's so funny. Thomas said, like, the same thing. He's like, I don't know who people are, what they're trying to get out of me. I was like, why would somebody be trying to get something out of you?
1: You just never know. Some people are, like, weird. Yeah. Um, But I knew Mary Vossieberg, and she played... You better say that name right. I did. I did. I had to think about it for a second. Sorry. RIP my life now. Right. Um, And she plays our Sugar Plum Fairy and Gingy. She's amazing. Um, Come see Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So I knew her coming into it, but, like, we... Got there at different times on the first day and weren't able to really sit next to each other. So it was kind of, like, weird that we were kind of sitting by people we didn't really know. And then they separated us out into voice parts, so it was, like, really by people I didn't know. Um, Which is totally cool or whatever. That's how, like, you grow and learn and get to know people. Um, But I don't really know what to expect. Like, it wasn't like anyone there was trying to, like, outdo or outshow anyone. We were all kind of there to just have fun and get the, like to do the show and make the show good where like I've done some shows where you walk in on first day people are like dropping into the splits, singing their like high C's and you're like, Okay, I get it, you're talented
0: stretching their leg to the back of their head and like you said, jump splits and stuff and just like, look what I can do. It's like, oh no one cares because you don't even need to do that in this show.
1: Like I can do it too, girl, but I ain't doing it all the time.
0: Right. So what was your first impression of Donkey when you met Donkey?
1: Um so the first time I, I remember seeing you at the, like, I call it the meet and greet, the first rehearsal when we went over all the rules
0: Right. Um, I didn't have to be at rehearsal right. for a few days. And so
1: then a couple of days later, you, I think people have already told this story, kind of, like, walked by or whatever. And Chris Beiser, our director, was like, who are you? <laughs> and you're like, um, I play Donkey. And right. everyone was like, oh, is this a joke? Is this serious?
0: Because he and, wasn't there the first day when we did the meet and greet, I don't think. No. And I didn't remember him from auditions. So I was like.
1: Yeah, so it was like kind of weird because like no one really knew if it was a joke or if it were serious or whatever.
0: And I thought he was just the choreographer at first. Oh, I yeah. was like, who was this guy? And then somebody was like, no, he's the director also. I was like, Oh, I love a director who choreographs also. Mm-hmm. At myself, Hair Toss, Oops. hire me. Yes. Um, and then
1: I remember the first day that we rehearsed together, I think was when we learned the music to Forever. Oh,
0: and yes. it was the first
1: time anyone had heard James sing. It was the first time that anyone had heard Sarah sing and let me tell you. Those two singing together, (laughs) like, the tickets are worth just their song alone. Like, the rest of the show's good, too, and all, but, like, that number, oh, my God,
0: it's so good. It is my favorite number, and I will say it's always funny because everybody, again, Shrek is a movie that everyone is familiar with and love and then us being theater people we're familiar with the musical also so you're always kind of waiting for like the thing you like the most and you're like oh my gosh i hope this is just as good as i want it to be because it's not going to be what you hear on the recording mm-hmm. but you're like i hope this is just as good so when we were singing you guys are looking at us like yeah yeah oh yeah my, i was, I was eating like oh my it gosh up. my little like
1: music theater heart was so happy Like, it just, like, chills on my spine just because you all were so good, and I loved every second of it.
0: And then not everyone was in there, so you guys saw everyone else, and they were like, we heard you did so good on Forever. I was like, yeah, thanks.
1: Oh, yeah, we ran out of that room. We're like, oh, my God, you guys, listen to them. Listen, listen, (laughs) listen. Go do it. Go do it.
0: And then I sang Don't Let Me Go in front of everybody for the first time. And Tommy and Marisha listened to their episodes. Um, They both were like this is my favorite song, oh my gosh. I was like, ooh, great, no pressure there. No pressure, I'm just gonna sing the song and hopefully not sound terrible. But um, I sang it and they liked it, so I was like, okay, cool. And I was a little um, salty that I didn't get to rehearse with everyone. But then when I started to having to rehearse every day 10 to six, I was like, okay. I hate all of you now. I don't wanna do this, can I have a day where I just don't have to be here at all? Because, like, Rose literally switched. Like, you guys were there every day. Even Farquaad would be there all day. And then they totally switched because the show. I'm in most of the show. So then Farquaad would have to be there, like, for an hour. And then he'd be done for the rest of the day. And I'm like, it's hot. I want to go back to the house and lay down mm-hmm. or just not be out here in the sun, but whatever, had a great time during rehearsal, which was only a two-week process plus the four-day tech week. Oh. And have you ever put a show together that quickly? Um, so, yes and no. Uh,
1: one of the professional shows I did was a, the play version of A Few Good Men. We did a three-week rehearsal process and like a two- or three-day tech before we opened. So a little bit close to the same way, um, but not a musical, so I think it's a little bit easier to do that with a play. Um, and... Th- there were a couple of shows that I'd done, I guess, one in college, one in high school, where someone in the show I didn't audition for had dropped out at the last second. And so they, with it being two weeks before the show opened, had to have someone come in and like learn the show. Um, and so I've done two different shows, musicals, where I had to come in with only two weeks and a tech week to learn the show.
0: Ooh, so how was the quality of the show all around?
1: Um, one of them was not so good. Um, the the cast itself had it just had some issues learning the show and putting the show together. Um, it was such a fun show to be a part of though, and I love the cast and I love the like theater that it was at. Um, the second one that I did, the quality of it was really good. They had already been rehearsing on it for I don't know how long. It was just me personally who had to come in late. So I was the one who had to play catch up and relearn everything.
0: Mm. Well, you can do it. So how, is, how have other casts been for you? Because I tell people in this show, I'm like, you're not gonna walk into shows and like everybody in the cast, so get get ready for it and get used to it
1: um so this show everyone is very lovey-dovey and like really respectful of everyone and like i think we're all pretty decent friends and like you know we would spend eight hours together at rehearsal and then we would all be like oh my god let's go get dinner and then spend like four more hours eating dinner together
0: and then not want to leave each other still but again you guys have things to do have to sleep and And an hour almost to drive home um and we'd wake up and do it all again the next day
1: um but i've been in shows where it's been almost the exact opposite where like the process and some of the people were just so hard to work with that, you know, it was like, all right, let's just show up, do our work and get out of here. Um, and so it's just kind of different. It de- I think it really depends on the group of people you have in the show you're working on.
0: And, um, some of us, some people in general, but you know, we're like friendly, even if I'm not like trying to be like your friend, actual friend or like best friend I'm a friendly person so if I know you I'm going to say hello to you and I did a show last fall and some of the people on the show are just like so awkward like I would see this girl after I would be like hey and she would just be like hey and I'm like oh okay Um, I don't know she didn't want to say anything but another friend of ours that was in that show did another show with her and she's like hey you remember me from that show we did she's like yeah, that was just like two months ago. Like, why wouldn't I remember you? And it's just sometimes people can be like very awkward. I'm awkward. Uh, yes, I was going to say you were very awkward. And then at the <laughs> beginning, um, you didn't get it. You didn't come out with us like the first two nights because, you know, like the drive back. And I don't know what else you had to do. But I was like, when is Zaddy going to come out? And boy, did I tell you, he came, he came <laughs> out. And I knew it. I said, Zach. He acts like he's quiet But I can already tell that personality now I said Zach is the type of person that if we have a house party You look to the left and you just see his clothes on the ground And we'll be like where's Zach And Zach will be outside just running around the streets just nude And I was like that is his personality <laughs> Now I'm he hasn't strict again. nude yet But he has definitely gotten down And I have seen the real zaddy Please stand up <laughs> like, <laughs> I have seen the real him So how is it with because, like I said, everyone's not uh, this open um, people person. So have you been like that most of your life, that you kind of, like, reserved a lot?
1: Um. So in high school, I was kind of, like, pretty, like, down the middle of the line. And then my senior year, I was, like, really open. I was really outgoing. Like, I was on homecoming court for, like, a couple years for basketball or football or something like that. And um, so, like, I was, like, fairly, like, outgoing and... um extroverted. And then I guess when I went to college and things started to shift for me, and it was kind of like, I'm no longer like the person on top. I'm now the person on bottom. I guess I kind of started being more reserved and more, um, careful of like who I said things to and watched. And, um, although I'm not like actively involved in your conversation, I'm still probably listening and watching. I'm definitely more of a listener watcher. So like, if y'all talking shade about me behind my back, I probably already know.
0: Speaking of shade, the men's room, our room is shady. And not because there are only lights in certain sections. Right. Let me tell you, I will say cast. I mean, America for all of you listening, America, the world, because we're international, America baby. The beautiful. Hey, seven continents around the world and the seven seas. Um, we are definitely, um, shady in that room. And it is very funny though. I sometimes, <laughs> and I will tell you, I'm sometimes a curator of shade and, um, What I decided to do one day is before all of the rats go on stage for their tap scene, I decided that I was going to tell them how horrible they were. So I walked up to about five to seven different rats and I just was like, hey, you're a crappy tapper. Or you, hey, what are you doing out there? You're horrible. And after Freak Flag, I did the same thing. I said, hey, you're not memorable. You sounded horrible. Today was the worst you've Ever been, and it was so funny seeing people's faces the first time because they were like,
1: "Oh my gosh!" Like, is he? like their faces just went so white, all the blood left the face, and their mouths dropped open.
0: They're like, "Is he serious?" And I got Zach one day with I think was my best one. <laughs> I I couldn't remember what to, I, I didn't have anything to say when he was coming off, and I was just like, "Wait, who are you again?" And- <laughs> it made me laugh so hard but I got Pinocchio too and unfortunately one of the days Pinocchio felt like he didn't sing well I told him he sounded like trash and he thought I was serious I was like oh no I was kidding but you are trash but um your family's coming tonight so how and what you saying earlier with your mom I was like oh no dancing's for um isn't for boys so how has that journey been with your family because sometimes when we get into this like Our people don't take us serious Mm -hmm. because of the type of job, the industry it is. It's not like this. Like I said before, we don't get medical. We don't get the security of a stable nine to five all the time. So how has your family been as far as the support system?
1: Um, So I definitely still get encouraged to find something a little bit more stable all the time. Um, Not a surprise, though. But at the same time, my family, my whole family, my mom, my dad, my sisters, and grandma, I don't think I've ever missed a single show that I've done. Um, and as someone who's done it for almost 15 to 20 years, like, that's a lot of shows that add up yeah. after a while, especially when you start doing pr- more professional shows and the prices start going up. And that's mm. a lot of people to, like, send to a show.
0: and And that really means... That's mm-hmm. very important, especially for the actor on stage, for the person, and especially like when people are not theater, people who don't mm-hmm. go to shows mm-hmm. to see other people, but they'll come to every single one of your shows and thoroughly enjoy it. I really appreciate those people and that type of support system.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and for me, it it like does mean a lot to know that like someone does drive two hours to just like come watch me specifically, not because they're excited to see the show, but because they're excited to see me. Um, and they're usually honest with me after the show. Like, even though they're not like theater people, they're like, oh, you know, like you weren't bad. The show was okay, but like you weren't bad. Um, but then there, I remember those one time I choreographed a dance for uh, a project and, uh, my, I showed it to my grandma and I was so excited to show her. And afterwards she goes, mm, I didn't like that. And I said, well, I didn't do it for you. I did it for me.
0: Right. I know. Right. those would be the ones when I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of this. And they're like, I'm like, Hey, um, i let you hear this song. What do you think? Oh, you wanted me to, yes, I wanted you to tell me what you (laughs) thought. What do? Why do people ask for, it drives me crazy sometimes. Like I literally wrote a song um, like last week and I sent it to like 10 of my friends and like three people responded. And I was just like, you know what? Every time I do it, I'm like, I'm not sending nothing to nobody. And then I send it back to them again (laughs) and then they don't respond. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not sending nothing. I'm going to write a song about you now. Listen, I tell you, don't end up on the track. Do not end up on the track. So, um, time is winding down, and you have some place to be, but um, do you want to tell the people... No, before that, what are your goals for the next few years as far as performing? You're Uh, very young still. There's a whole world out there for you to perform. I currently have a friend right now who is in Singapore performing live six nights a week. You know, they probably think she Whitney Houston over there. They don't know no better. (laughs) And it's a job that I've thought about, but you know, I'm getting married next year. So I'm like, I don't know if I can be away from my honey that long, but there are jobs for us around the world. And sometimes we only think about like the United States and being like the next Beyonce or whomever, Bruno Mars, but there are jobs around the world. It's, you just have to go and find them because they're not going to come and find Mm -hmm. you. So what are your plans? So that's like something that I've
1: kind of like struggled a lot with lately is to figure that out because one part of me wants to like work with kids and wants that to be my main thing because I love kids so much. Um, but the other part of me doesn't want to like necessarily give up performing and it really wants me to like try to like go as far as I can with that. Um, I have like a couple of like big term, like dream goals. Like there used to be the Wiggles TV show. I would love, love, love to be like The next Wiggles, I would whatever, even if it's not like the Wiggles itself, something along those lines of working with kids and singing and dancing for kids and like teaching kids and still getting to sing and dance myself.
0: You know, you can create it yourself. I tell everybody, do it yourself. We have our own cabaret series and I'm like, oh, I want it to be a tour. I want to have, even if it's like one or two cities or two venues in two weekends. I'm like, okay, we have to start somewhere. We have to start doing these things for ourselves. It was just because, like, just like that person who created the Wiggles, you could give yourself a job and other people a job. Mm-hmm. And That's it's right. your art that you put on stage, put on TV, and we have the ability and all the tools to do it. And a lot of times people are just afraid or don't know how to do it, don't want to ask for help to Mm -hmm. do it. Like, I remember Thomas saying that. He's like, I have an idea for a show. And I was like, well, what is it? And he was like, well, I'm not going to tell you about it so you can steal it. I was like... Girl, please get out of here. I was like, first of all, it's probably already been done. And secondly... I I want to help it. You bring it to life. Oh, yeah. I'm like you can't do it all by yourself. You can let me help you try and bring it to life. And some people are good at different things. Like you might want to be a songwriter, but you might be an amazing, absolute stunning singer and can't write a song to save your life. But you don't have I to can't worry do about it. Of those
1: things, by the way, because
0: you have a friend who can write you a song. Like I was... Th- this year, I've been focused on my career and building my Megazord, my team that is mm-hmm. going to make me great to get to that level. And sometimes it's friends and sometimes it's not. And this year and last year, I really learned that working with friends is you know, a double-edged sword. And not to take it as personal. You know, we're out here trying to follow our dreams and chase our dreams. And you just got to go for it. One time, my friend, Samantha, Sammy J, Samantha Dasher, who was just in a mayor commercial. I'm going to post it on my social media, y'all. Shout Hair out times. to her. She always, she was one of my biggest, like, supporters and encouragers when I started doing theater. And she, we were... um Riding down the street one day, and she moved to California, and she moved out there. She was living in her car for a mm. little bit, and now she is popping. She has a Target commercial. She has gotten a call back for Hamilton. She has done so much, and I'm so proud of her, but she still finds a way to come and encourage me. Like when I told her about this, she was like, go on the audition, James. You need to go. Yeah. And we were riding by Chase Bank one day, and she was like, look, Chase. Chase your mother f in dreams And I always have that in my head She said chase your mf and dreams And I am And you should too So let the people know where they can find you on social media That way they can keep up with you And see what you're doing And come and see your next gigs um, I
1: am Zach Holman Zach with a C, not an H, not a K On Facebook And then I, I am on Twitter and Instagram As the Zach Holman because I'm going to be the one, the famous
0: one when I yes, grow up. Yes, the James Major Burns. So, we got places to be, y'all. Come see Shrek the Musical. Pause. I ask people all the time, hey, come on the show, ask me all the questions you want. And I know you have a question or two, right?
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm, putting on, I'm being put on the spot. Do I have a question for you? Yes. I thought you told me you had questions already. No, I just wanted to be, like, the host, not the guest. Oh, psh- Oh my um gosh. okay well fine um um <laughs> what's sh- that's a bad question um if you could be in any movie that has already been done, what what movie would you be in
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've never gotten this one before um I don't know i I really love Eddie Murphy people and I've been having dreams about Eddie Murphy coming to see the show or somebody telling him to come <laughs> and see the show so we can get a donkey musical and spin-off and not even have to cast the show because he loves me so much. But, um, and I would really love to be in coming to America too with Eddie Murphy. Like, I don't know if you've seen coming to America mm-hmm. the first love him, love, love, love him. So as far as movies go, I would love to be in the whiz, the movie back in the day with Michael Jackson and Diana Ross. I would also love to be in Dream Girls, like the movie. Wait, can I pause you for a second? Yes. Um, going back to Eddie Murphy, we should do
1: Daddy Daycare. And then you can be the Eddie Murphy character, and I'll be that other guy character, and you know, it'll like blow all the houses down.
0: Period. Look for that new <laughs> show coming out, guys. <laughs> but yes, I would love to be um Dream Girls. I would either love to be the Dina Jones, yes, I said it, or Jimmy Thunder early, and I'm lucky enough to be able to play Jimmy Thunder when I go back home, or Donkey. I want to do character and voice roles so oh, really cool. badly, like I really do, and that's something I don't know where to start, but I've been thinking about it a lot, and I'm like, you know what? I just got to go try When I see auditions for voice, for voice roles, I'm going to audition for them, because I would love to be the new Donkey. Hey, Eddie. If you're listening, baby, I'd love to be the new donkey. Call me, baby. But, um, yes, are there any other questions? Those are definitely, like, the two movies. I, I really can't think of anything else, but I would love to be in those movies, especially, like, Dreamgirls and The Wiz. Like, they're those movies that are those happy musicals, but they also have those, like, mm-hmm. serious mm-hmm. parts and those, like, dark moments, especially Eddie, and I'm, I'm excited to play that character again and develop it in a new way.
1: So, any more questions? Um, no, but if I have any more, I'll send them
0: in. Oh, yes. And listen, this is not the last you've heard of, Zaddy. Oh, We're no. We're going to do a couple of group things with the people in the cast and some fun things. So, I want to thank you very much for being a guest today. Thank you. I'm think glad y'all I a be here. I love the conversation. And you will hear from us again. So, greetings. This has been James Major Burns and... Zach Holman. A.K.A. Zaddy. Have a nice night, people.